On a warm August night in 1969, the quiet streets of Los Angeles were about to be shaken by a chilling event. A series of brutal murders would leave the city in shock and forever change the lives of those touched by the tragedy. This is the story of the Manson murders. Welcome to Crime Quickie, where we explore the captivating world of crime stories. We're your hosts, Paige Turner and Lucy Fur. In today's episode, we will take a look at the infamous Manson murders, a crime spree that shocked the world and marked a turning point in American culture. Join us as we uncover the unsettling details of this dark chapter in history. To understand the Manson murders, we must first delve into the life of the man behind them, Charles Manson. Born in 1934, Manson had a difficult upbringing filled with neglect and abuse, which contributed to his lengthy criminal record. Manson spent a significant portion of his life in and out of correctional institutions, harboring a deep resentment for society and seeking revenge. In the late 1960s, Manson attracted a group of impressionable young men and women who would later become known as the Manson family. Exploiting their vulnerabilities, Manson manipulated his followers, cultivating unwavering loyalty and shaping them into willing participants in his twisted plans. During this time, Manson became obsessed with an apocalyptic vision he called Helter Skelter, inspired by the Beatles' song of the same name. He believed a race war was imminent and that he and his followers would rise to power in its aftermath. To speed up this prophecy, Manson planned a series of brutal murders designed to look like the work of African-American militants. The first of these horrifying crimes occurred on the night of August 8, 1969. Manson sent four of his most devoted followers, Charles, Tex, Watson, Susan Atkins, Linda Kasabian, and Patricia Krenwinkel, to the home of actress Sharon Tate and her husband, director Roman Polanski. Polanski was out of the country at the time, but the pregnant Tate was at home with friends Jay Sebring, Abigail Falger, and Wojciech Frykowski. Under the cover of darkness, the four Manson family members made their way to the property. Nervous but determined, they prepared to carry out the gruesome plan Manson had set in motion. The violence began with the tragic murder of 18-year-old Stephen Parent, who was visiting the property's caretaker. Parent was shot multiple times and left lifeless in the driveway. The Manson family then cut the phone lines and entered the main house, where the terror was about to unfold. Upon entering the house, Watson confronted the occupants, uttering the chilling words, I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's business. The terrified victims were bound and gagged, and the carnage began. Sebring was the first to be killed, shot and brutally stabbed. Falger and Frykowski, in a desperate attempt to escape, were chased down and brutally murdered on the lawn outside. Inside the house, the heavily pregnant Tate pleaded for the life of her unborn child, but her cries fell on deaf ears. Atkins held Tate down, while Watson inflicted a series of fatal stab wounds. Before leaving the grisly scene, Atkins used Tate's blood to scrawl the word, pig, on the front door. As the sun rose on August 9, the shocking crime scene was discovered, and the news of the brutal murders sent shockwaves through Los Angeles and the world beyond. Unsatisfied with the previous night's horrors, Manson decided to orchestrate another murderous rampage. On August 9, Manson himself accompanied six of his followers, Leslie Van Houten, Steve, Clem, Grogan, Susan Atkins, Charles, Tex, Watson, Patricia Krenwinkel, and Linda Kasabian, to the home of Leno and Rosemary LaBianca. 
Leno LaBianca, a successful grocery store owner, and his wife Rosemary, a dress shop owner, had no connection to Manson or his twisted ideology. They were simply in the wrong place at the wrong time. Manson and Watson entered the home and tied up the couple while the others waited outside. Manson then left the scene, ordering his followers to kill the LaBiancas. With merciless precision, Watson, Krenwinkel, and Van Houten carried out the brutal murders, stabbing the couple dozens of times. Leno LaBianca's body was left with a carving fork embedded in his abdomen, and the word, war, was carved into his flesh. On the walls of the home, the killers used the LaBianca's blood to write, death to pigs, and, helter-skelter, further connecting the crimes to Manson's apocalyptic vision. The Los Angeles Police Department, initially unaware that the two crime scenes were connected, scrambled to make sense of the senseless brutality. It wasn't until a raid on the Manson family's compound at Spawn Ranch that investigators began to put the pieces together. Stolen vehicles, firearms, and other evidence pointed to Manson and his followers as the likely perpetrators of the Tate and LaBianca murders. By December 1969 Manson and several members of his family were arrested and charged with the murders. The subsequent trial became a media spectacle, with Manson's bizarre behavior and the unwavering loyalty of his followers capturing the public's attention. In the end, Charles Manson and his co-defendants were found guilty and initially sentenced to death. However, their sentences were later commuted to life imprisonment when California temporarily abolished the death penalty in 1972. Manson died in prison in 2017, but his dark legacy continues to haunt American history. The Manson murders, a horrifying chapter in the annals of crime, serve as a stark reminder of the depths of human depravity and the dangers of unchecked manipulation and control. That's it for this episode of Crime Quickie. Don't miss our next episode. In the 1980s and early 1990s, a sinister figure haunted the streets of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Preying on young men, he lured them into his twisted world, leaving a trail of death and horror in his wake. This is the chilling story of Jeffrey Dahmer, also known as the Milwaukee Cannibal. <laughs>